I thought it was a dating game. I was like, how is James Tarkovsky single? Turns out, like, he, this is his wife. So he's just being romantic to his wife, and you thought this was disgusting. Live every weekday morning from 7.30 on your smart speaker. Just ask Alexa to play OTB Sports Radio. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball. With Dove Men Plus Care. Upgrade to Dove Men's 72-hour advanced deodorant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Welcome to Monday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, Gary Ringrose provides an update on his fitness as Ireland close in on the Grand Slam. There's reaction to that penalty in Lille as Italy miss out on an historic win over France. Plus Wasps announce their plans for a return to rugby. First up today, Gary Ringrose says he's hopeful of featuring in Ireland's remaining Six Nations fixtures. The Leinster Centre has had a watching brief for the first three rounds due to the shoulder injury he picked up while on Leinster duty against Leicester last month. Ringrose was believed to have been in contention for the Wales game, but was a notable absentee when Andy Farrell published his team sheet on Thursday. Speaking this morning, though, Ringrose says his rehab is progressing well and his aim is to be fit for the game in Twickenham a week on Saturday. However, one man he'll possibly have to dislodge is Robbie Henshaw. The fellow Leinster centre has been in blistering form during the Six Nations thus far and he was asked about those performances after Saturday's win over Wales. It feels good to be, I suppose, get a run of games. Um, you know, I suppose form comes with minutes you play and the more games you play, the probably the better you'll get. So for me, um, the positive thing is just getting that, that, that run of games from with club and Leinster and then into, into this campaign. So... Um, yeah, it's great. It's great to, to have back-to-back games and, and just building on it and feeling good at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's positive. Paolo Garbisi has apologised after missing a potentially match-winning kick for Italy against France yesterday. The Azzurri had been presented with an opportunity to win a Six Nations match on French soil for the very first time after some French profligacy coupled with the sending off of Jonathan Dante. Ange Capuazzo scored a try 11 minutes from time converted by Garbisi to bring Italy level and with the clock in the red Garbisi stepped up to take a penalty 38 metres from goal. However the ball wobbled on the tee leaving Garbisi in a race against the shot clock to adjust the ball properly and get his kick away. The Toulon man struck the right hand upright and France scrambled the ball out of play to see the game finish at 13 points apiece. Speaking afterwards Garbisi said I take full responsibility for that and I'm sorry for the team because I thought they were amazing also for the Italian supporters that's my bad and I will work on it speaking on this morning's off the ball breakfast though Alan Quinn feels Garbisi was hard done by in a sense Garbisi at the end the kick should have been retaken there's water carrier there players are moving around the ball falls they charge it down yeah the, he's about 10, 12 seconds or Short 14 of the seconds ago. I, I think when the players charge forward, I think that should have been scratched off yeah. and the shot clock should have started again because there's an awful lot of distraction going on there. Players moving, a water carry running across in front of him, all that kind of stuff. I think it should have been taken again. Shouldn't need a TMO though. Like the referee, what's the referee should have at? seen in Christoph Ridley and um, I, I, I would have been peeved if it was Casada or Garbisi there in that situation. Staying with the fallout from yesterday's game and Jonathan Dante will face a disciplinary hearing tomorrow following his red card. The France Centre saw a yellow card for a challenge on Juan Ignacio Brex upgraded to red in the TMO bunker. Dante has now been cited for dangerous play and the 31-year-old will face a panel chaired by Ireland's Jennifer Donovan and also containing former Springbok Stefan Terblanche and ex-England back Leon Lloyd. However, it's very likely now that Dante's Six Nations is over. Matthew Jalabers played his last Six Nations game of the year for sure. The at half suffered a ligament injury in yesterday's draw and will be out for six to eight weeks. It puts Jalabert in a race against time to be fit for Bordeaux's last 16 tie with Saracens 
in the Investec Champions Cup. Rugby Daily on off the ball with Dove Men plus care. Upgrades to Dove Men's 72-hour advanced deodorant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Hugh Jones could be on his way to France. Midi Olympique report that Montpellier have won the race to secure the services of the Scotland Centre. Jones rejoined Glasgow in the summer of 2022, signing what the club called at the time a multi-year deal. However, the 30-year-old, it looks like, will be joining Montpellier, who beat off competition from Bayonne for Jones' signature. And Leinster say Cormac Foley is nearing a return to action. The scrum half has increased his training load this week following a shoulder injury sustained against Connacht in December. Foley will be assessed this week ahead of Saturday's URC game away to Cardiff. Leinster assistant coach Andrew Goodman is expecting a tough evening in the Welsh capital. Well, yeah, they've, they've been one of the better attacking teams when you look at their tries scored and some of the um, phase shape they've got is, is really nice and... Um, so we're expecting we're going to have to be right on with our defence. And from my point of view, around the threats they pose at the breakdown, they've got a number of guys that are very strong over the ball. So it's going to be a massive focus for us. Um, you know, being back at home, they've had good crowds in their last couple of games. And um, the importance for us to go away and start well away from home is going to be a key focus for us. Finally today, Wasps say they've secured sustainable finance and a stadium in which to play as they attempt to rebuild following their collapse. The former Premiership club, who went into administration in 2022 with £10 million worth of debt, are said to be looking at relocating from Coventry to Kent. A club statement says all they need now is a competition to join to allow them to what they've called compete at the highest level. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to the OTB Rugby Feed to keep this podcast coming to you Monday to Friday free of charge. My name is Richie McCormack. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you tomorrow. Till then, thanks for listening.